0: Hello, I'm Rena Grobe. And I'm Madvi Romani. And this is Misinformed, a show where we'll be talking about our latest internet obsessions. So Rena, what did you get obsessed with this week? As I'm sure everyone has already seen, the story about the spyware Pegasus has been dominating the news recently. And while reading up on it, I'm going to be honest, I got absolutely terrified. Not that I don't know that spyware and things of this magnitude don't exist, but it's always very terrifying to read about it and just to realize what a messed up world we live in. So yeah, this week I've been thinking about Pegasus and been scared shitless by Pegasus.
1: So Pegasus is a spyware software that was developed by an Israeli private company called NSO, and with just one missed call, so you don't even have to click on anything, it can have access to your phone, which means it has access to all your photos, to your camera, it can turn on your mic, it doesn't matter if you're using, you know, WhatsApp or Telegram and you think all your messages are end-to-end encrypted, it's in the phone, it
0: has access to everything. I think one of the most creepiest things about it, other than the fact that obviously it can be on your phone without you actually clicking on anything, is they were describing in this Guardian article about how you appear as a red dot and they can just watch you move around if you have your phone on you. Every aspect of your life can be tracked.
1: Yeah, it can track where you are. And the big scandal is that NSO has been selling this to governments and governments have been using it. And a lot of governments, even though NSO came up with this line that it's there to fight against terrorists and there was a former NSO employee who said, It's, you know, for the Bin Ladens of the world. And she was saying, you know, imagine if you had this technology before 9-11. And by the way, 9-11 justified a lot of crap. But obviously, because it's a really powerful technology, a lot of governments have been using it in a really anti-democratic and unlawful way. And the governments that NSO has been giving this software to has been like Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Mexico... India, Hungary, all places that have questionable governments and questionable people in power, and it's been abused terribly. So what happened was Forbidden Stories, along with Amnesty International, got this leak of 50,000 phone numbers that could have been affected by Pegasus spyware, and then they involved, I think it was about 17 different news organisations from The Guardian to Le Monde, to Washington Post, and they did this big investigation in the middle of a pandemic. So it's quite dramatic how this investigation sort of happened, because in the middle of a pandemic, none of the journalists could use their phones, and journalists need their phones, and it involved quite a lot of people, and they were all trying to find out who these phone numbers belonged to. And they belonged to journalists, activists, human rights lawyers which is terrible, and lawyers, you would expect that every single conversation you have with a human rights lawyer, and they would be talking to other people too, is private. So it's a deep infringement on our privacy. And the NSO group just keeps on repeating this one line, which is, we vet the people we sell to.
0: We do our due diligence, I believe is the term they use.
1: Yeah, which is ridiculous. Because obviously, they're just a company. I mean, they just want to sell their stuff. And everyone is using this incredibly powerful technology for terrible ends. And people are dying as well because of it, or being tortured, or being jailed. In India, there were a lot of cases that people were being jailed. In Mexico, there was one case where somebody was shot. There's a fascinating story about Princess Latifa, who is the daughter of the king of Dubai, who wanted to run away because she said she had no freedom. And they think that this... Software was used to kidnap his own daughter back, and then she got tortured afterwards. She's a prisoner. So it's against freedom, against human rights, it's unlawful, and it's terrifying.
0: One of the things that is, I mean, all of it's super infuriating and scary and frightening, but the interview with the former executive from NSO Group where she's talking about the bin Laden thing It's so emotionally manipulative to be like, I'm here in New York, I was at ground zero, and it was so touching, and if only we had this, do they not hear the bullshit? 9-11 was also the
1: justification for the NSA, right? Yeah. And the last big leak was Edward Snowden before this one, and it was the US government spying on US citizens, also unlawfully, so... This is not the only company to do it, and I guess what it really brings to light is that we can't really trust our phones or our devices anymore. But we're so linked to them nowadays, you know,
0: they're part of us. I was just thinking, have you seen the movie Das Leben der Anderen, The Lives of the Others? Yes. And how they like hide the microphones in the doors and stuff. Yeah, as you are saying, the frightening thing about it. But nowadays, like, our phone is our lives. Everything we do is on our phones, and they've infiltrated that. You're right. It's a whole different level
1: of spying because it's got access to everything.
0: You use the health app, so you're giving Apple all your health data. If your phone's hacked...
1: It's very interesting because I was reading an article about privacy Mm -hmm. and what it means and why it's important. And it's interesting that we, for example, would think it's terrible to give all of our thumbprints to the police, because that could be abused by that organization. But then we do happily give all of our thumbprints to Apple, just to unlock our phones.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the Israeli Ministry of Defense has licensed the export of Pegasus to foreign governments, but not to private entities. And Stephanie, well, I'm going to say her name German. It's Kirchgaßner. That's not how they say it. But she's an American investigative correspondent based in Washington, D.C., and she works for The Guardian and for other major news organizations. She was actually talking about how dealing with Pegasus is a form of dealing in arms, isn't it? Because we still, yeah, you think of arms as being like, oh, guns, bombs, so on and so forth. But because the nature of modern warfare is changing so much, surveillance tools are a form of arms dealing. And so what NSO Group is doing in reality is arms dealing. I mean, that just sets up a whole bunch of alarm bells, doesn't it? Because you've never heard anyone being on the right side of history and being an arms dealer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is violent. There was this journalist in Azerbaijan who is constantly talking and writing about the corruption of Azerbaijan and the president and all his cronies. And she had Pegasus on her phone And what they did was they were recording her, like, most intimate moments in her home. They threatened to leak that, and, I mean, I think she let them do it anyway. But, you know, you're really putting everything out there. They've got so much ammunition against you and it's things that you don't necessarily want the whole
0: world to see, and it discredits you and shames you. I always like to make this joke when I'm talking to my mom about things like biware and stuff, is that I'm like, ah, well, I'm so boring. What do they even want with my information? She's like, no, no, that's... The scary part isn't that you're boring, because let's be real, I am boring. But back in the day, you could only record so much information. You needed to keep it somewhere. You needed to store it somewhere. Nowadays, you have unlimited storage, meaning they could legitimately spy on anyone, hypothetically, keep that information, and then should you ever become a person of interest, they have everything on you. Space is no longer a limiting factor, and that's why we should all be worried. I mean, we should all be worried for multiple reasons anyway, but...
1: Yeah, Arundhati Roy wrote a really good article about this and how it affected India, because Modi has been using it too, and she said, yeah, we're going increasingly into a world where it's unequal, where a bunch of people in power know way more about you than you know about Mm -hmm. them, that imbalance of power is going to end democracy, basically. And so everyone thinks, oh, this doesn't affect me, but it really will, because it affects the balance of power. And you can see this in how it's breaking down a lot of democracies anyway, like in Hungary, everywhere they're stopping journalists from doing their jobs, from uncovering corruption. In Mexico, also a journalist was killed because he was uncovering corruption and the links between the cartel and the local government and was just shot in his hammock and they think that they knew where he was because of his phone and so it does affect democracy and knowledge and what we know and what we don't know and it's amazing that we found this out because of journalism but an end to journalism is and an end to information and equal information is really key here most of the people in power Are going to hold on to that and want that. So I think it's really something to be worried about.
0: Yeah. I guess we all know that every sort of government is corrupt in any way, shape, or form. But I do think it's important to note that because everything has to be approved by the Israeli government and they do have it classified as a weapon, that they have to approve every sale.
1: But of course, it's always personal, right? Like you look at Dubai and that guy, his daughter had to flee. She was on the Indian Ocean and they got the Indian army to like bring her back and that's just some despot who wants to control his daughter, who wants her freedom. Like I was saying, I was reading this article on privacy, and William O. Douglas, who was on the Supreme Court for one of these cases to do with privacy and freedom, he had this really good quote, which actually I don't think is his, but the quote is The beginning of all freedom is the right to be
0: let alone. That is basically the right to your privacy. I wanted to do just like a quick summary of what NSO group are. Do you know what the most disappointing thing about the name is? I don't know, I just NSA, NSO, hmm, convenient. Very close, isn't it? So NSO, it stands for Niv, Shalev, and Omri, which is the name of the three founders. I feel like that's really anticlimactic. Not that that really matters here, but I thought it was going to be a cool name, and it's literally just their actual names. The company was founded in 2010 by Niv Kamri, Omri Lavi, and Shalev Julio. They employ around 500 people as of 2017, and they're based in a town called Hezlia near Tel Aviv. They have an annual revenue of around 40 million in 2013 and 150 million reported in 2015. And in June 2017, the company was put up for sale for a billion dollars by the Francisco Partners. The Francisco Partners are a private equity firm that had previously in 2014 bought the company for $130 and then they sold it for roughly 10 times what they had originally paid for. And the founders, Lavi and Julio, partnered with European equity firm Nova Li Pina Capital and purchased the majority stakes of the company in 2019. So it is now owned by two of the original three founders.
1: It's interesting how this stuff starts, because it started actually with a super kind of innocent story, I guess. And that's how all technology starts, like you think it's a very innocent thing. So I think either Shalev or Omri, I can't remember which one, had a problem with his mobile phone, it was broken, so he called tech support. And then he was thinking, oh, it'd be really cool if they could just get into my phone and fix it for me and see what the problem is, because they couldn't figure it out. And then, based off this idea, this kind of company started, And then they were approached by, you know, some other agents who said, well, this would be useful for governments. And so they started going along that line. And that's when Niv came in, because Niv used to work for Mossad and was a technical person. And so that's how that happened. But we think that with a lot of things like Ring, you know, the Amazon doorbell thing. Yeah. Where everyone has a camera. And they can see who's on the street and who's ringing your bell. You think that's kind of innocent. But now Amazon can spy on you as you come and go. So Ring has had constant controversies because in the US, Amazon just partnered with a bunch of police departments. And they were able to just submit requests to Amazon and to customers to get footage without warrant. And this is very bad, obviously, for privacy and just a proper way of doing things. And then, obviously, after the Black Lives Matter protests, a bunch of requests were filed by the police, who are racist. Since then, obviously, Amazon, I think, backtracked. But you just see how, like, such a simple technology becomes a form of buying and surveillance and abuse and control by the people in power. And then recently, also, security researchers found that the Ring apps contained a hidden code which shared customer data with third-party marketers. And then in December of 2019, hackers hijacked ring cameras of multiple families using the device's speakers to verbally assault some of them. So you think it's just a simple little thing, camera, you can see what's going on, and that's it. It's really not. Also, Amazon, even though they're doing little bits just to whenever there's a scandal, they really have not done much to address the threats to privacy that their devices enable. Also, Ring has microphones for some reason, which is unnecessary. It's a bit like Alexa and Echo and all of those. They've also been shown to be listening to you and recording your conversations. I know it's not the same thing because they're doing it, well, I guess everyone's doing it for money in the end. And control of your brain, so maybe it is, but one is political and ends in death and the other one just ends in you making stupid purchases, I guess. At 2am. At 2am. I hate Amazon. I just want to go on record to say that. At the end of last year, Amazon's ring division, Geniuses, unveiled the $249 Ring Always at Home cam, which is a small drone that hums as it flies around houses, filming everything For security purposes, security is used as an excuse for control. And I wonder what, in the old days, we were never watched as much as we are now. Do you mean by government or...? By everything. There's cameras everywhere. There
0: are CCTV cameras, we're not on the phone anymore, we're on video calls. Yeah. You're being followed around the internet to third-party websites. You're caught on CCTV, I think, every five seconds in London.
1: And in, in most places, and now they're starting to use
0: the facial recognition stuff, which is racist. If you think back to Clearview AI, which is an American facial recognition company, which provides software to companies, law enforcement universities, and to individuals, I think that list of clients they have should... Governments alone would be incredibly concerning but the fact that they can sell it to individuals and the police. So what Clearview AI does is it takes a picture of a person and you upload it and you get to see the public photos of that person along with links to where those photos appear. So basically, if you've posted a photo of yourself to a public Instagram profile, a public Facebook profile, or even if your face has appeared basically anywhere on the internet, and someone on the street takes a picture of you and uploads it to Clearview AI software, the software will basically tell them who you are within seconds. Which means that that's going to make it easier for stalkers, for abusers. Like, the police The police can take surveillance footage and find out who you are in seconds. And as we all know, the police are not using that to find robbers and rapists. They're using that to identify, like, Black Lives Matter protesters and whatnot. So... My first instinct is like, oh god, they're selling it to individuals, that's scary. The fact that they're selling it to governments is incredibly scary too.
1: Yeah, because Arundhati Roy says it does actually spell the end of democracy because nobody can say anything or protest against the people in power, and that's a massive problem.
0: There was a data leak of Clearview's customer list. According to the list, there were 2,200 organisations in 27 countries with active accounts. And when you look at the list, I mean... You've got American law enforcement and government, including Columbia University, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. Then you've got international law enforcement. For example, you've got Badu Dara City Police in India, the Australian Federal Police. You've got Halifax Regional Police in Nova Scotia. You've got Malta, Latvia, oh man, Lithuania, New Zealand, Switzerland. I just, you've got banks, venture capital funds, the U.S. Air Force is on this list. Also, I fail to see how Clearview AI can be a positive thing. Not saying that I approve of Pegasus in any way, shape, or form, but I can understand the naive thought of being like, ah, oh, it'd be really nice if someone could fix my phone from far away because that's how I feel when my laptop breaks and I need my brother in a different country to fix it. But taking a photo of someone and finding them immediately, like... I mean, also, if you think about just recently
1: in Hungary, the pride parade and the homophobia in Hungary right now is massive. All those people, they could be just subject to hate crimes.
0: And this is not to rile against the internet and say we should delete all of our profile pictures and all of our online presence because that's unrealistic given the world that we live in. Doxing, which is where someone targets you and then they comb the internet to find all your most sensitive and private information and make it public and they do this to your family and your friends to basically expose you completely online. With all this new technology, with things like Pegasus and Clearview AI, doxing is going to become one of the easiest things in the world. Obviously not everyone is going to have access to this technology but as technology improves, things like this will become less and less exclusive. So no longer will you have to spend hours searching the internet for someone's information. You can take a picture of them and find out everything about them. And that's terrifying. And on that note, here are our three things you can do this week to be a better person. Thing one, support the work of Amnesty International. Follow them, sign petitions, donate. Amnesty, were partly responsible for bringing this entire Pegasus scandal to light. Thing two, change your relationship
1: with your phone. Turn it off at night, put a cover over your camera, delete your data on Facebook, Google, check your privacy settings. It's worth taking these things seriously and not just eroding your privacy for the sake
0: of ease. It can be a slippery slope. And thing three, there is a TechCrunch article that outlines how you can use a tool to tell if NSO's Pegasus spyware has targeted your phone we will link to the article in our newsletter if you haven't signed up to our newsletter you can find our substack link in our instagram bio or just search for us on substack thank you for listening until next time goodbye
1: if you like this podcast please subscribe and share it with your friends
0: and if you like you can share your internet obsessions with us tweet us at the underscore miss underscore informed Or follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed. You can also send us an email at misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. You can also listen and
1: subscribe via YouTube. For news about the show or upcoming events and links to all our sources, references, and other geeky inspiration, subscribe to our newsletter. You can find the link via our Instagram.
0: We are an independent non-profit podcast if you would like to show us some love you can make a one-off donation via our soundcloud or support us on patreon at patreon.com misinformed thank you for listening until next time goodbye